Hi. It's Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. I'm Pat. This is Stu. Over there. Hi. The, uh, the blob. Some people call him Jeffy. Oh, hey. They call him Jeffy. Jeffy. Again, Stop the it. Thing. You're going to make me sing this stupid song <laughs> for two more days, aren't you? I know. Yeah, we had that song in our head for three days last time I did that. Uh, so, Representative John uh, Shimkus, from, a representative from Illinois, like I have to tell you where, where John Shimkus comes from, because everybody knows, obviously, John Shimkus. Uh, how many times have we talked about John Shimkus? Oh. Uh, can you even count? Uh, can you even count him? Jeffy can. Jeffy knows the number. I mean, there's too many to count. Of course, the answer is... 18! <laughs> I thought you were going to go. Okay. Uh, he, anyway, here he is talking about uh, uh, men paying for prenatal care. John Chinkus. I'd just like to say to our, our friend from Oklahoma, none of us think this bill is perfect. I, I've never heard a single Democrat say that this bill was perfect. We, we knew that it needed work. And we wanted, for the last seven years to work with Republicans to try to improve this bill. You guys weren't very interested in that. I'm not sure what the gentleman is talking about when he talks about mandates. What mandate in the Obamacare bill does he take issue with? Certainly not with pre-existing conditions or caps on benefits or what letting mandate? your child stay on the policy to 26. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> yes. So I'm, I'm curious, what is it we're mandating? Would the gentleman you, yield? Yeah, you sure. have to what freaking buy insurance. Purchase prenatal care. Wait, I'm just. Well, is that not correct? Reclaiming my time. Should they? Reclaiming my time. Whoa, 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 There's no whoa, whoa. such thing as a la carte. regular order. There's no such thing as a la carte insurance, John. You don't. You don't get the. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point. That. We want the consumer to be able to go to the insurance market and be able to you negotiate on a plan. Reclaiming they want my time. Whoa, whoa. You tell me what insurance company will do that. There isn't a single insurance time, company in the world the that does that, John. The so you're talking about something that doesn't exist. What kind of buffoon is he? What do you mean, what mandate am I talking about? How about the mandate that I must have insurance or get a fine? Well, how about that mandate? How about the main mandate problem in the bill, which is that you must have insurance to be a citizen in good standing? You, <laughs> what are you talking about? Look at what he does, Jeffy. Look at what, what he does. What mandate? I'd like to know what mandate you're talking about. Uh, I think Pat is trying to refer to the what it, the so-called individual mandate. Yes. Um, and that obviously is a, is is a, a Republican talking point. You see, uh-huh. uh, as was set out very specifically in the uh, John Roberts decision, um, and you uh, uh, didn't even mean to do it, but uh, you did it <laughs> when you admitted you either have insurance or you pay a fine, just like you convert to Islam or you die. Or there pay a fine. There are two choices, mm-hmm. or in that case, three. Or Yes. Uh, so, well, I guess you could there's, probably there's die. There's fewer choices too. with the healthcare bill than there are with Islam. Islam with radical Islam, yes. Yeah. ISIS does so offer more They offer options. three options for uh, you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, what, what a buffoon. What mandate? What mandate are you talking about? What mandate? Uh, so, this uh, is... this. Uh, I, what, I, what struck me about this one, by the way, if you notice the credit there, uh, mm. twitter.com slash NARAL. Um, and uh, they are, of course, a, an extreme anti-abortion group. They tweeted about this. Wow, 
the GOP's reason to object to insurance covering prenatal care? Why should men pay for it? Watch. So that was this is a big. They outed this uh, particular representative because he didn't oh, no. think men. He didn't think men should pay for prenatal prenatal yeah. care and then, when they don't have prenatal care. And then Yahoo News posted a story, I guess from uh, Maddie Khan. Uh, and she broke down how ridiculous it was for men to make this argument. I thought it would be oh, interesting good. to go through. Good, Because okay. my impression was maybe I shouldn't be paying for prenatal care. Was uh, it really? Yeah, and so then I was like, well, now I read this from Elle. Yeah, because how long have mm-hmm. you hated women? Mm-hmm. Well, I like mean, a really obviously long my time. whole life I'm a man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so obviously my whole life. Um, so they go through the... Uh, oh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, so uh, why should uh, men pay for prenatal care? Um, let us clarify this super fast, says Maddie Khan. She's going to educate us. Number and she's going to do it super fast, which I like. Um, unless Number you, one. I don't even notice, understand the reference, but unless you're an idiot, basically is what she's saying, you know it takes two people to make a baby. Mm-hmm. So that's number one reason why men should pay for, pay oh. for prenatal care. All right. Now, it's interesting because so many feminists will tell you that men are not important at all mm-hmm. to the process, certainly not fatherhood or uh, being in the home. Um, but, you know, I guess they, for the moment, until they figure out all the science around it, the guys are needed for the baby part. But again, if you don't have a baby, right, you wouldn't necessarily need that policy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the entire insurance market depends, in italics, on all, uh, on our uh, all paying for some services we don't use, so that when unexpected health circumstances arise in our lives, our plans can accommodate them. Just so you know, John, between seventy and eighty-nine percent of sudden ca- cardiac events happen to men. On behalf of insured women everywhere who've been paying their premiums so that dudes can be defrib- defibrillated, you're welcome for picking up the tab. Now, that, that's a really adorable little argument you're making there. Um, but wouldn't a more sensible arrangement be that women's rates, as far as cardiac care, be lower? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't mm-hmm. that be a more sensible arrangement? Wouldn't, wouldn't you maybe charge women less for that and maybe men less for being pregnant? Maybe that would be the way to do it. Maybe they should break it down by those things. When you have large swaths of the population that maybe don't have those things, there are, mm-hmm. there are many diseases that affect men more than women. Maybe they should be covered for them more. Maybe the premium should be different. Maybe that should be a, maybe that's a sensible thing. Maybe that makes all the sense in the world. But then again, um, thanks to insured women everywhere for covering our heart attacks. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I mean, how, what a stupid argument that is. Asinine. Uh, you know, I, look, it, that's just one example. But yeah, you know, yeah. You know what? Just because if you drive uh, a, uh, an 18-wheeler, you should pay more expensive. You should, you should ha- your insurance should be more expensive than someone who drives a, a, a smaller car, depending on what's being covered. Uh, at least as far as uh, property goes. That makes sense. They should actually well, try to customize ins- it as much as possible. Auto insurance certainly works that way. Mm-hmm. Teenage boys pay more than teenage girls mm-hmm. because they're less safe than Why? teenage girls. Yeah, because Why? They more, no insurance company in the world would do that. <laughs> and yet they all do. And yeah, yet they, they all, all do. They do. all do. So. They all do. In fact, what one of the main things Obamacare did was to eliminate those differences. In fact, they bragged mm-hmm. about eliminating those differences. Mm-hmm. Well, women and being a woman is now not a pre-existing condition anymore. Remember those arguments? Mm-hmm. You bragged about the thing you said never happens. You bragged about solving the problem. So was it a huge problem that you solved or is it something that never occurs in the world? You're going to have to make up your mind. If you, it, it, you only get one of those two. You don't get both. You can't have both of those. You'd only have one of the two. 
because they're in direct uh, opposition to each other. Minor point. Minor point. Minor. Uh, meanwhile, a White House analysis of the GOP plan to repeal and replace uh, Obamacare shows e- even steeper coverage losses than the projections by the CBO. Yeah, this is a pretty amazing story. That's pretty weird. So it, it, to, to, before you go on to see the, all the details here, because it's, they're pretty interesting, mm-hmm. but the CBO releases its report. They say all these people are going to be uninsured and the, the plan's really bad and blah, 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 as you'd expect. Um, and so the Republican response to that is, well, we don't trust the CBO. At least that's the re- response from the White House. However, somehow Politico got a copy of the White House's own analysis, which shows it's actually worse than the CBO. Their own, I don't know how they got it. I mean, the leaks are insane out of this White House. I've never seen anything like it. There's never been a White House with the problem with leaks like this one is at the beginning. And it might be because there's a bunch of Obama people in there. But at this point, you've got to think that there's enough Trump people wow. in the White House to prevent this stuff. And they can't seem to stop it. So somehow the White House estimated 26 million people would lose their insurance coverage. Yeah, and it was 24, I believe, and in the 24 CBO. in the CBO. Yeah, yeah, it's a big. I mean, you know, what? but I mean, it, it, so what are they yelling about? And you might say, well, who, you know, the difference between 24 and 26 is obviously a margin of error type of difference in in this type of reporting. However, uh, they're trying to say it's way too high. So when their own evidence shows that it's, you know, it's you know, worse than the CBO, it's hard mm-hmm. to say the CBO is crazy. They wouldn't, they, you know, their number's way too high. Um, so that is, a, it's a problematic uh, part of this for them. And again, how does Politico get a hold of this? I mean, I, you I don't know, know. They, they, the sources in that White House, man, wow, they need to button that up. You know, for a guy who ran on being Mr. Competent Businessman, I, I, he cannot seem to solve this problem. Uh, this has been really bad. I mean, and he's trying. To, I mean, I think he's trying. He's firing a lot of people. He's uh, shifting people around. He's, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about certain people being frozen, frozen out of certain conversations. But man, I mean, this is bad. How do? You, how does that happen? It derails your entire argument. Luckily, nobody listens to arguments anymore. But if they did, this would be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like as you said, nobody cares about the argument. Oh, no one cares. I'm just saying. Nobody it. cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're uh, absolutely fine with all of it. Uh, uh, should we go through some of these healthcare articles real quick? Sure. Uh, briefly, uh, if you want to know what the CBO actually said, uh, Washington Examiner Philip Klein, who we had on the other day, had a good article about five things. Uh, this one does uh, spends less, taxes less, and reduces deficits by three hundred thirty-seven billion dollars. Here's how they get to that number: one point two trillion dollars cutting spending. It's nice. It's a nice number. Uh, Eight hundred eighty-two billion dollars of tax cuts. Again, nice number. Most of these, and they're not going to feel like tax cuts to most people because we've only had Obamacare for a few years. So it would go to the pre, back to a lot of the pre-Obamacare numbers. Um, uh, and then uh, $337 billion would take off the, the, uh, the deficit. So it's, a, it's not a huge number for deficit reduction, but the way they got to it, I like. Uh, $1.2 trillion in less spending, $884 billion in less taxes. Get you about you know, 1.2, 1.3, uh, or excuse me, uh, $337 billion or whatever it is in, in actual savings. Um, the bill would reduce insurance coverage by $24 million. Uh, that's by 2026. Now, this is a BS number, um, and largely because they're measuring uh, off projected increases of Obamacare. So they're saying if Obamacare stays, it'll insure like 9 million more people. And if you take that 9 million, that has not happened, you miss those nine million plus another mm-hmm. five million. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, that gets to the 20, 
2020 number, 2018 number, and then and there's an additional 10 million on top of that. There's a couple of other categories um, that we kind of went over on radio today. Bottom line is, it's about. It looks like it's going to be about five million, according to their analysis. So five million less insured. No, it's not. Uh, it's not wonderful. Uh, however, you're saving over a trillion dollars in spending. So, um, and by the way, the the majority of people who would uh, leave Obamacare would do so by choice, and that's an interesting thing that the CBO says that you know the media is not talking about. What they're saying is people were forced to have a product they didn't want, mm-hmm. and because of the penalty, they decided to do it anyway. So they we were forced to purchase something they did not desire. And then now they will say, well, I don't have the penalty anymore, so I won't purchase it. You can say that that's a terrible outcome. Millions of people won't have insurance. Well, if they didn't want the insurance, is it a terrible outcome? No. They decided themselves, their own free will, to say no. Yeah. Isn't that a good outcome for freaking America? Uh, You know, a country that's supposed to be based on your idea, you know, the idea that you can choose what you want to do with your life? Seems like that would be a good outcome. It's probably not a good outcome in the Soviet Union, but that's... Not where we live. No, that's true. So. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, premiums would go up at first, but down eventually. This is more of a political problem than anything else. But you're going to get. Uh, they think there's going to be a uptick in the price early because as they make this transition, there's a little bit of period of chaos. So they're going to get hit hard with the quick effects of this. 15, 20% rise, they think. Um, but then after over a long period of time, it will be actually be less. Um, it will actually lower premiums, which is uh, not something, again, you're hearing from the media. Um, cost will go down for the young and up for the old. This is not a surprise, mainly because uh, Obamacare was a giant wealth transfer from young people to old people. That's what it was. Um, and that's what it is currently, but that's what it, uh, what, what it always was. It's a way to take people who are 25 years old and pay for people who are 60-year-old uh, their health care. Now, look, there are some people who are in really tough places when they're 60 years old. There's a lot of people, however, uh, who are in much better places when they're 60 years old because they've worked their entire lives and they have savings. Um, So, uh, you know, people who are 20 have not worked their entire lives and therefore don't have savings. When they're 20, I guess 27 would be the number because the GOP is going to keep the 26-year-old thing for for kids. Kids, 26-year-old kids. Pat, how do you feel about 26-year-old kids? I'm not insuring my 26-year-old kid. Okay, hmm. my 26-year-old kid needs to get his own insurance or hers. I mean, you let him live at yeah. your house, but I, I, I did. I actually did insure them. <laughs> I actually did, but they can get their own insurance. <laughs> okay. um, and then uh, markets will be stable either way. They actually the, the plan says, you know what? For all the uh, for all the arguments saying this plan would destroy the healthcare markets, and for all the arguments that say Obamacare was about to fail, this the CBO rejects both arguments. Says oh, really? Neither way is going to fail. Um, it's, they're just going to remain stable and everything should be fine. So there you go. Now uh, that's, uh, some of it. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of, there's honestly a bunch of different articles, uh, here that kind of break this down. We can go into so much detail, but I don't know that we need to. Yeah, Maybe, we'll, we'll, we'll hold on to it. Maybe later in the show, we'll come back and hit a couple of the other stuff, other things. Okay. In the meantime, you can take a positive step toward, uh, relying on yourself. You don't have to worry about the government. You don't have to worry about some company taking care of you. You take care of this yourself. By having a nice store of food in case of emergency from My Patriot Supply. This is a really conservative way to think about it. Think about the conversation we just had about health care. It's about the progressive government deciding for you what you should do. Yeah. Now, look, I think health care is a good idea. Uh, I have a family. I want health care. Um, but I took the steps that I needed to to, to get it. Um, and, you know, that's the thing here. You, maybe you should think about this the same way with food. Food is a little bit more, even more urgent than health care. 
Um, people don't think about that that way, but you absolutely need it. Um, and you need good tasting food. And if you, God forbid you get in one of these situations where you have to use it. Why not have food that tastes good, that can keep your family ha- happy and healthy uh, and last for up to 25 years? And they have a whole bunch of uh, ways that you can get prepared. You can get prepared for like three days, the 72-hour kits that, that get you through three days. They've got a week. You can get this four-week uh, deal, which is fantastic that we've been telling you about for a while. Uh, four weeks of easy-to-prepare food for just $99, and that includes free shipping. Or you could go all the way up to you know months or years if yeah. you want to. Ask them about the patent stew three-century uh, plan in which you get three centuries worth of food. Now, a lot of people say that's a lot of food. Right. And, but, well, but, you know, think about how many children you'll have if you live that long. Yeah. So, <laughs> plus uh, we also called the Jeffy plan. The the four weeks of food for Jeffy is three centuries to you. Eight 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 four one one fifty two ninety. As we saw with the ice cream today on the radio right. show, uh, he went through two pints. Eight 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 four one one fifty two ninety or preparewiththeblaze dot com. It's preparewiththeblaze dot com. Go now. Um, hey! Hi, welcome back. Um, we're, we're glad to see you. Jeffy just finished his third pint. Third, is that third the third or the fourth pint? What, how many of you? How many pints have you put down? So how many far? pints of bluebell ice cream you put back? Come on, let's get a real number here. Oh, Actual man. number. Come on. We know, is it, let's be honest. About I've it. not finished them yet. <laughs> the first one you ate top to bottom. Yeah. Okay. Then you took over someone else's. Mine. Who had, Pat's. You, you ate mine. He said he wasn't going to eat it all. Pat had not right? even eaten half of his. Right. Oh, um, and come then on. You no, that had not come eaten half. No way had not. And you finished that one. Then you jumped into a third one, which I think maybe was Glenn's. I don't know. I've, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. Now, <laughs> and, and by the way, we should note, what did you give it a, 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 in that area, which we said 13 to 15, to 15 in that yeah. area? So that's a, it's a really good product, but it's not, a, yeah, it's, all right. it's not an unbelievable one. And you put down three pints so far. First, are, oh, it's ice cream, first you, of all. And second, it pints. Okay. Pint. He keeps saying that. Like, pints, like, pint. like that's a dr- like it's a spoonful. It's a pint. That's it's what a pint. it is. It's a, it's a spoonful. I had a spoonful. That's of ice what cream. it is. That's what a pint is. No, a pint is not a spoonful. A pint is like a spoonful. How many servings are in a pint? Four. One. Four. One. This is the problem. <laughs> that is my thing too. One. Yeah. But right. according to them, according to the packaging, four. they say four. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Is that now. amazing? Four servings in a pint. Shut up. What are you serving? Twelve-year-old children, two-year-old children. I have to be embarrassed if you Infants? serve someone one serving of what Bluebell says is a serving that you'd be embarrassed. You'd, you'd yes, embarrass you would. yourself. Yeah, you would. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it is a small bowl. Would you like a I serving would. of ice cream? Oh, here you go. Serving. If you dumped a pint, I don't into want to finish bowl. the fourth one yet. But that. Who told you to bring that out? No, it's, I, I, well, I, it looked like you were hungry. You hadn't been eating in like thirty seconds. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think it was a very nice thing that Lee just did for you. And it then, was. Look at it you. was sweet. You and go ahead and take that if you'd like. like. Now Lee's eating it for, for, instead. Uh, this is kind of an interesting story. A heartbroken mom explaining why she turned her 12-year-old son over to police. Yeah, it's cool. Frankly, she did the right thing. Uh, she asked to keep her identity private, but she was alerted by a friend that her son was involved in a robbery at a restaurant. Um, police had posted surveillance video in hopes of finding the suspects, and the mom watched it, immediately knew it was, it was her son. Uh, and there's, there's the uh, l- little picture of it. And so she 
Uh, she said, I want him to be able to learn a lesson from this. Uh, she said that uh, she took action in hopes of helping her son avoid a future life of crime. Seventh grade, the kid's in seventh grade, and he and two other suspects asked this, their victim for money, and he gave him all a dollar. I know, that's but amazing. He I mean, gave him all a dollar, and they said, no, that's not enough. We want more, and they, he didn't give him more, and so they jumped him. Uh, it was an elderly guy on a fixed income. He's on disability, and they beat the crap out of him and took his money. Yep. So she, the mom turned him in to the police. I'm good. Yeah. And good. That's, it's hard to do. It's got to be hard to do, even though you know it's the right thing. Right. Um, oh, it, it would be really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Really Jeffy, hard. Did you ever? Uh, did your parents ever uh, turn you over to the police? <laughs> one of your uh, <laughs> crimes. Because <laughs> I feel like that probably, I mean, obviously. That's probably why he turned I out. Mean, no, every, and that's why he is the way he every is. Every kid right? has heard from their parents, if the police show up here, I'm not helping you. Every kid has heard that. Well, so, not anymore, Jeffy. I mean, uh, you're right. There was a time in which that was the standard treatment. I do not think that's it anymore. When I was in Houston, um, my daughter, uh, my second oldest daughter, did something stupid with one of her friends. They mm-hmm. went out. They she of course, I mean. they they like they stayed out all night and and, uh, wow. and they were just I don't know messing out wow. around with friends like anyway, vandalism epileptic. or something we we called the police to you know let them know that she's missing and and so the police arrive at our house about the time she finally comes home and uh, the cops recognized me almost immediately and came over to me and they're like Mr Gray uh, <laughs> do you want us to teach her a lesson <laughs> like, yes please scare the crap out of her and they went over to her and they they gave her a talking to that she never forgot really day they sent chills up and down her spine for the rest of her life she's never forgotten those two cops and what they did and what they said to her and they scared the bejesus out of her really yeah do you have any idea what was said? awesome i don't i don't remember now what they said they told me um, but I didn't care. I just wanted them to scare her. And it, man, it worked. It worked like a charm. And she learned a lesson there mm. and told the line for the, for the rest of her teenage years. Um, and, but I, I so right. appreciated that lesson. So if you, I, I mean, but it wasn't like a huge criminal element there. But when, when a mom turns over her son to police, it's hopefully going to have an impression on him, right? And hopefully... Uh, help him avoid this kind of stuff in the future. Well, Jeffy, you've had a lot of interactions with police uh, <laughs> I- interviews, uh, interrogations. Any of them teach you a lesson? Uh, it taught me how to avoid them better. Uh, and I'm <laughs> sure that's what happened to your daughter, Pat. Is that, you know, oh yeah, sure, Dad. It so she me. didn't reform. She just, just learned how to get around it. Thank you. Yeah, how to get around the law. Thank you, Jeffy, for that. That's very comforting. Appreciate that. You're such a good guy, Jeffy. Isn't that wonderful? And then you wonder why. Why are you so mean to Jeffy? Uh, I love this story. Um, That's why. That's why. Uh, this is uh, happening, I believe, in Washington. Uh, HB 1361. You guys in on this uh, conversation? Oh. You guys are big on HB. Kidding me? Wow. <laughs> uh, it was Thir- 1361. 1361. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know you're on 1364. And oh. no, no, we'll get to that okay. later. Okay. 1361 introduced in January in, uh, in the Washington House of Representatives would remove occupational licensing requirements for seven occupations. If you're kind of in this like idea where you want the government to be less invasive in your life, you don't want to have to get a license for every freaking job you do, especially when it's not to do with public health or anything like that. 
And governments love to do this because it's a way for them to get a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. It's a way, way for them to control the industry. It's a way for them to put in all sorts of regulations on people just doing their jobs. And I've been saying for years that the animal massage industry is way too regulated. Yes, you have the, been. If I've Actually, said it once, I've said it a million times. Yeah. Stop the animal massage regulation. Yes, I, you are, have. I hope you're serious because that's a fact. Well, yeah, well, serious. The, first of all, uh, he's got a bumper sticker on his car that says "Stop the animal massage regulation." Is that the? St- uh, it's the biggest ahead. one now. Yeah, it's you, the biggest you were one right about now. to go somewhere dark, and you stopped yourself. <laughs> Jeffy can edit. That's that's the proof of it right there. Uh, Jeffy just edited himself. I like this because. Think of this, and Pat points out animal massage. He's not kidding. That is one of the industries. Yeah. What they're going to do is instead have people go to a, like a Yelp type of thing where people have reviews, and if you know whatever, you could see reviews if you think this is a good animal masseuse. Uh, <laughs> but the seven <laughs> occupations targeted for delicensing: animal massage, auctioneer. Okay, you have to be a licensed auctioneer. <clears throat> wow. Boxing announcer. What kind of yeah. regulations did they have to adhere to? That's uh, a right hand. That's a left hand. Uh, okay, you're licensed. I mean, I. What do you wow. have? I mean, and you don't have none of the other sports. That might be a lot more complicated. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, you know, uh, there's probably, uh, you know, football, you have to know every single rule. Boxing, you're pretty much hitting each other. I know it's more than that, but still. Uh, then you've got. Um, and that's not even for the boxers, it's for the announcer. Announcer. <laughs> Fishing guide. So, like, hey, I'm going to bring it down this side of the stream. No, this side of the stream. Uh, landscape architect. Okay. Uh, manicurist and. Horse floater. Now, what the hell is a horse floater? I will say it sounds like something that would be on one of Jeffy's sites. I'm just saying it. Well, there was a big story not long ago about a lady that was having an issue because she was a horse massagist. Uh, Massage, not a masseuse, whatever, but a whatever, massagist. Whatever. Like, okay. what she, she called herself whatever the hell she called herself. But she went to school to, be, to massage horses. Uh-huh. There's a school for it. But she was angry because they were told her that she couldn't do it anymore. I think it was in Kentucky, Kentucky or Tennessee. She couldn't do it anymore. She had to go to veterinary school. But she was angry because going to going to school to become a vet had nothing to do didn't teach you anything about massaging a horse. So, I mean, it's for real. There are people who hey, come to massage my horse. Yeah, first of all, it is actually I guess real. Second of all, the licensing thing is a real problem. Um, because, you know, if you want to start a business like this, you shouldn't have to pay a giant upfront fee to get a license from the government to massage a horse. Now, <laughs> and then thirdly, uh, Jeffy proves that uh, the broadcasting industry, not uh, regulated. Not regulated anyway. at all. Uh, not regulated. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody uh, in this damn thing. Um, what is a horse floater? How do we not have this answer That's from Jeffy question. yet? a good question. I don't know that. I mean, I don't, I don't, not sure I want it. I will say I'm not sure I want the answer. I think it involves helium uh, and, uh, and feeding the horse a lot of helium. Until it begins to lift off the ground. See, I was going to go with you. You're putting a horse in water, and it's just it's floating with its like legs up in the air <laughs> down a river. <laughs> I, and the purpose of that would be. Well, I mean, look, it's for the horses. Okay, you know, right. sometimes it's like a relaxing, <laughs> it's a relaxing ride down the river. For I mean, we a horse. don't know what horses like, right? Maybe they like to float. Maybe they like know. it. I don't know. Um, uh, as a result, uh, they, they've, they've created a feedback system that's going to supposedly solve these licensing issues. But, I mean, it just shows how in your life government is. I mean, me, what is a horse floater? I mean, it's, a, it's a kind of a horse dentist. A horse dentist. So, I mean, maybe they do need a little, you know. I mean, it's one thing massaging a horse, but you start, you know, yanking well, out teeth. Why do they call it a floater? I don't know that yet. 
All right. All right. Jeffy's going to do some serious research. I am on going to do some research on horse floating. Okay. Uh, and we'll get back to uh, to him with that important update in just a minute. But first, we're going to tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Uh, this is a it's it's, it's the uh, what was the it's in the environmental working group I believe is the name of it. Um, yeah, they um, came up with this big study and it's two hundred. They said two hundred eighteen million Americans are exposed to potentially dangerous tap water. There's I stuff could. in your water that you don't want in there. Well, yeah, I mean we all remember Flint, Michigan, and how bad that was. I mean, the government can screw up anything, including water. And Americans need an alternative, and there is a solution. The Alexa Pure Pro removes up to, I mean, and this is pretty disappointing from the people at Alexa Pure, to be perfectly honest, because they're only going to remove 99.9999% of contaminants from your drinking water. That leaves 0.0001%. Wow. I mean, uh, I mean I, I get you your know, stuff together before you put the product in the air. I mean, jeez. <laughs> Uh, but there's, well, these are serious problems. We're talking about parasites, bacteria, lead, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, the chromium-6, mm-hmm. arsenic, and more. And Lexapir gets rid of all of it. Now, every one of these pro filters has a capacity of up to 5,000 gallons. So it can really filter a lot of water. And it costs you just pennies per gallon. Call them today at 888-895-7746. Or just go online at getalexapir.com. Get AlexaPure.com and you'll save 20% off the retail price. To give you an idea how much... $20 off the retail price. Thank you, Pat. Um, To give you an idea how much 5,000 gallons is, one month of ice cream uh, intake for Jeffy. 5,000 gallons. That's a lot. That is a lot. Wow. (laughs) Call 888-895-7746 or GetAlexaPure.com is the website. GetAlexaPure.com. 888-895-7746. What, what are you doing with it? Well, I, I thought you were going to eat it, and then you rejected the ice cream. I was surprised. I, I was surprised to see you reject the ice cream, I, I would say. I didn't reject it. I she just threw it out. Bad. Oh, my gosh, she threw the ice cream out. Jeffy, how many, how many pints have you gone through now? How many pints have you gone through now, Jeffy? You're on television, Jeffy. Could you respond, please? How many I'm pints have you gone through? doing something. Three? Three pints, right? Yeah, just there's yeah, there there only four. He didn't he didn't pound back all four. So <laughs> So if we had eight, would you say oh, if you ate six, would you say there's only eight? Okay. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> uh, I I've been wanting to buy a place that I could get away from Jeffy for a while. Uh, you know, maybe a little vacation uh, spot. I have just a place for you. You do? Yeah, the entire town uh, of Tiller in southern Oregon. It's up for sale. Oh nice. You can buy the whole thing for three point eight five million. The problem with this is you Own don't get to make all the town. laws, right? Like, you, I would buy an entire town if I thought I could just make up all the laws. Like, for example, an immigration ban on Jeffy. Like right. If I got to do a, a travel ban on Jeffy to never come into the town, I, w- I would buy a town. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty. But I, I would have thought the town was a little bit, I don't know, better than that. <laughs> that's not a very good a town. A $4 million ta- a town? Yeah. There are homes that cost that much. You're getting an entire town. None for of it. those homes are anywhere near. It doesn't look like to me. No, but, it does not. No, but I mean, you could. You know, so are you looking down your nose at the homes in the town? A little bit. Bought? Yes, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, there's 28 lots. Uh, makes up 250 acres. Uh, multiple domestic and agricultural look community that, water rights. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. Near nearly a mile of waterfront up among uh, along a river with a launch access for boats. Some Two, people call that a okay. mile of flood front. Uh huh. <laughs> Two million board feet of. <laughs> What is it? Timber? 
Uh, Tiller's store, general store that's not currently operating, but includes mm-hmm. a deli, a commercial kitchen, a gas pump, and an apartment. Now, if you're owning the town, you might be the only person who goes to the deli, which could be an, could be an issue, a minor issue. Do you remember back in the, I don't know, 70s or, uh, no, it had to be the 80s, late 80s, maybe early 90s, when Kim Basinger bought that Georgia town for $14 million? Yes. And yeah. then she never got another role after that and got into real trouble. Uh, maybe you shouldn't be buying towns. Um, maybe not a great idea. Again, the reason you buy a town is not because you want a place in the middle of nowhere. You want, like, if, if let's say this became Jeffyville, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have legalized drugs. You'd have legalized prostitution. You'd have uh-huh. uh, legalized uh, everything. I mean, everything yeah. would be legal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could bring people there and murder them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do anything you wanted mm-hmm. if Jeffy ran the town. And that's why you want to buy a town, right, Jeffy? Like, you're not going to buy a town so you can live under the same rules you lived in the next town. Well, I mean, that would be stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you build a town, and then you get to just do whatever you want with it. That's the way America should be. You buy a town, you make your own laws. You do what you want. Thank you. Amen, dude. And then you Amen. secede, and you become your own country. Then you declare war right? on the United States of America, yes. and, they g- and they give you money. <laughs> Please, don't declare war on the U.S. Here's some money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, this is interesting because at the same time, you have a $3 million town, $3.85 million. Yeah. In, uh, what is it, Antilla? Antilla. Antilla. It's the most extravagant house in the world. 27 stories and $2 billion. What? Two billion. We've looked we've at this before. This before. I, yes, I think we we've seen this before. Yes, we have. And it's it's really ugly. This is a different angle than we've that, seen. Yeah, that, is an, yeah. that is an ugly uh, building. But it looks like it's under construction all the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's probably is. It's a two billion dollar house. It looks like an apartment complex, maybe or a. Oh, but inside it's it's quite nice. Yes, oh, yeah. it is. Very nice inside. Six, I don't think we've seen the inside before, have we? No, I don't think so. Six richest guy in the world owns it. Oh, um, that's nice. It's in the middle of a really wow. uh, downtrodden area. Yes. Um, it is a. It reaches 550 feet in the air, 400,000 square feet of interior space. 400,000 square feet. Oh, my gosh. One of the interesting things is they built it very blurry. So whenever you get a picture of it... <laughs> Uh, it's never quite. Um, you also have um, uh, forty-eight thousand square feet of land. Uh, it, it is built on, built in two thousand ten. Wow. Uh, um, now it's weird because a lot of people didn't like it because they, you know they lived on less than two dollars a day. Um, so that's kind of a problematic. But you kind of see all the features here. You got guest bedrooms. You got a maintenance floor. You got a permanent staff. Uh, Six hundred people who work there. Uh, seven a years to build the house. Staff mm-hmm. of six. Hundred people. <laughs> what? Now you might say, "What does this guy got? Two helipads on the roof?" No, he's got three. Uh, three, because you you can't have one helipad on your roof. Because what if friends come over? Wow, you're gonna have right. to have the, the three helipads up there. Uh, the house uh, has a, an air traffic control facility for the helipads, multiple wow. swimming pools, small theater with a health spa, yoga studio, ice room with man-made snow. That is a weird expenditure. That's um, cool, though. A conference uh, unwind room with the topmost floor, a panoramic view of the Arabian Sea. And the final four levels of the wow. complex are solely devoted to hanging gardens, which is a complete waste oh, of the final four levels. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Does it say that? The no, that's the, that part I added. <laughs> the lowest, the low six, lowest uh, six levels uh, are parking lots with enough space for yeah. 168 cars. <laughs> Which so is you, got, you can I mean, have you quite got, a party at this. You place. got six hundred people working there, right? Yeah, you yeah. can't let all of them. I mean, 
Some of them are just going to have to take public transportation. That is unbelievable. It's true. I mean, I I mean well, you've got 600 people working there. You've got 168 uh, cars, and you've got 400,000 square feet. 168 uh, cars, you're not even bumping into people. Mm-mm. You know, <laughs> there is uh, plenty of room to move there. It's really uh, pretty amazing. I, I, I don't think I'd want a staff of 600 people. It's a few too many people in my house for me, I, for my liking. I mean, how many people live in the well, town? Well, they're not going to be 600 at a time, right? No, yeah, it's going to be rotating, right? So it's probably 200 at a time, three shifts, probably give or take. Although yeah. India, it might be two shifts. Yeah, maybe, maybe one. Jeez. Maybe one shift. <laughs> Um, but yeah, 600 people. Who the hell wants 600 people in your house? I don't. I don't want anybody I mean, in my house. Glenn might like that because he's got people around him all the time. All the time. And he seems to enjoy it. I, not me. You know, I barely want my own That's family. He does have people around him all the time. Yet all he doesn't want to interact with people. No, not necessarily. Um, Jeffy uh, has... I, I mean, can't even get my... I, 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 600 people? Absolutely. Well, because yes. you, have, you have basically your entire family living with you. And um, and your wife's family. And yet, and your, and your wife's family. And yet, yeah. And yet, and yet, no one. You know, a lot of people in the house, but no one who respects him in the house. Yeah, this is an interesting. You don't combination. know that. Well, is there anyone? We've asked them. We did it. We did mm-hmm. a survey last time I was in town. You and, did? Uh, yeah, it was, got a, got a bunch of zeros on they that were scale. Joking. They were joking. Uh, no, I, actually, because it was a one to ten scale, and they all wrote in zero, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. In Respect a level zero. Desire for him to be alive. Zero. None. Huh. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of zeros. A lot of that. Scale. A lot but of I that mean, going on. Wow. Yeah, no, well, not really. that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Ooh. One of the stories that was trending big this weekend was uh, the Adidas ad. The, uh, yeah. the, the home, the old man, the sad story, the wonderful commercial. And the story was so heartwarming that this student, this young kid made this Adidas ad and Adidas wouldn't even acknowledge him. And so they made the video go viral. And then we'll watch the video and then we'll hear... The real story. Okay. So he's trying to break away, break out of the nursing home mm-hmm. with his old Adidas running shoes. He saw the young guy running by the outside of the building. Now, the nursing home people are on his side. Here you go. Once you can remember why you're running, here's your shoes again. And there he goes. Through jogging the down the hallway. Here comes the nurses, but the, here come the nurses, but they're going to get blocked by wheelchair man. Oh boy! Oh my! 
There he goes. And he made it. He's outside. Break going. free. And then he stops. Keep going, man. Keep going. Break there free. Yes. Break, break free. Okay, wait a Adidas. minute. So this guy who obviously needed real medical attention was being watched by people who were trying to take care of him. And then... <laughs> no, the they're trying to hold him back, man. The people trying who were... down. Who were in... Also, the other people who were nuts, uh, mm-hmm. the, including the people watering their televisions. I don't know if you noticed that part of the Yes. Commercial. Those people... Uh, they don't water your up. television? No. How's it going to grow? How's it going to grow? It doesn't. It just stays it the same size. It wants to be an 80-incher, and it's only 27. How's it supposed to grow? Do. You don't water and it. And then... The, so then they, <laughs> they stop this person. Luckily, what guaranteed what happens five minutes after this video is a guy gets hit by a car. That's what. Ha- that's how this ends. Okay? <laughs> All right, Jeffy, what happened? Really? So, anyway, everybody thought, oh, how dare Adidas not look at this young guy's okay, ad. Okay, so, so he sent them this ad. This was the ad he sent, and they didn't look at it? Yeah, I mean, there was no response from Adidas. That was the original story okay. that made everybody make it go viral. Really? Uh, the guy works at a German uh, film school. Mm-hmm. A student at the film school, second year school. He didn't even remember making the stupid thing. He didn't remember he, making it. He said that uh, uh, oh, since we since then we do a lot of projects. I try to finish everything ASAP so I can start on the next one. I'd forgotten about the ad. Uh, so know. there's no romanticized story. There's at no all. romanticized story. They they he, they did the ad. Another guy saw it. Said, "Hey, let me put some different music to it." They put some different music to it. They sent it off. Give it. A, I mean, that person sent it off mm. and said, "Hey, Adidas, look at this. What do you think?" And Adidas, of course, doesn't answer. Just like we do not answer for stuff like that because they may be working on the same stupid thing. Uh-huh. I think we should we should end it the real real, real way. Uh, real, the story really ended, and then send it to Pirelli Tire. Uh, so we could just see <laughs> the tire rolling over the guy. <laughs> Stop, Pirelli. And then we say, hey, you know, that's because it's a good message for Pirelli. It's a great message. Pirelli. Watch where you're going, yeah. human. Yeah. I don't know. Don't let your insane people run out in the street, <laughs> Pirelli. Oh, didn't you have a heart for the guy wanting to run against Stu? <laughs> he was running around. The, they let him run around the no, uh, building. They didn't. and They just didn't let him get outside the door. They didn't let him run around they the building. They were stopping him, him Stu. And then, how bad, him. Let, and then Nurse Ratchet throws his shoes in the locker oh, with his a, shorts. What a terrible person giving him the needed medical attention uh, that, his, uh, that his condition uh, required. What, wow, what but, a bad lady Why couldn't they at least, I don't know, put a leash on him and let him run outside? Yeah. <laughs> how viral was this thing? How many people watched it? Any oh, I don't, I, no, uh, I don't. Oh, here, over here, 11. 11 people? That's yeah. pretty uh, viral, I, man. I, well, since we, since we wow. just aired at 18. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, what else? Let's sneak that in. <laughs> we have, uh, oh, we also have uh, the horse float. Don't forget, that's okay. That's, that's the horse float. It's the file that they horse, that they, you know, ah, horse teeth, teeth down. Ah. And I also, I, I find it fascinating that you can't open a horse's mouth very wide. If they open it too wide, they fracture that bone. Then they end up oh, not yeah. being able to eat. And in fact, I mean, if you're a racehorse, you got to put them down, right? Yeah. Well, if you're a big time racehorse, uh, you ruin their career. If you, I mean, they're done. Wow. Because they can't eat. They can't uh, nothing. And then probably yes, you end up having to put them down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long that would be. If I mean, if you're (laughs) <laughs> You've got a horse that's pretty expensive. You're going to try to keep that bad boy alive for yeah. quite some time, eat or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But so, uh, anyway, did the you know horses uh, sleep standing up? Just thought I'd throw that out there first since we're talking about horse backs. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that little kid in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that a horse's head weighs 17 pounds? It's actually a human head weighs eight. 
<laughs> a human brain or whatever, yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. Okay, go ahead. That's your favorite movie. You quote the wrong stupid it. thing. I know, I know. I haven't seen it in a long time. Go ahead. Of course, Jeffy did see it because it was a thing that was produced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and today we, we ran some audio from Ashley Judd from January as she was being interviewed, which was absolutely agonizing and how devastated she was. <sighs> Uh, about uh, Donald Trump becoming president. That audio was just before he was inaugurated. Uh, Pat had a story today that talked about her having interaction with another human being. Yeah, a guy came up to her. She was at a... A game or something. Yeah, but Kentucky, she's a yeah, Kentucky she was at a, alum, Kentucky, a Kentucky basketball, basketball game. Basketball game. She's a big fan. She went to Kentucky. So anyway, this guy comes up to her and says, hey, uh, can I take your picture? She says, yes. So he takes her picture. And she says, where are you from? And he says, I'm from, I don't know, Big Gulp, Kentucky or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I love Big Gulp, Kentucky. Big I, I, they're really good food there and blah, blah, blah. And I, I like Big Gulp, Kentucky. And he said, well, we like Donald Trump. It turns around and walks off. Now she's frightened. She's scared to death out of her mind. And she wishes she would have said to that guy, well, you must be in the KKK then. I mean, the guy said he likes Trump. And now you're so pathetic mm-hmm. that now you're frightened because somebody likes the president of the United States. I mean, he I won. Just, I can't take it. He won like 47% of the vote. So right. kind of a lot of people. Yeah, there's about him. 63 million people who like him. So you might want to get over that, Ashley. You might want to get over that. She can't. No, she's she pathetic, can't, pathetic, man. She I mean, is she pathetic. Uh, it reminds her of being raped again. Yeah, they go again. Well, that's, and that's what is exactly what she said. She's been re-raped <laughs> by the political Unbelievable. System. And it points a crowd. Welcome. It's Pat and Stu. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Hey, do you remember the hysteria in uh, what was it, two thousand nine, two thousand ten ish, when uh, Sarah Palin? Uh, I think she put it on her Facebook page that she was targeting certain districts. <laughs> I do. Was, for e- election purposes, you know, we're targeting these districts. We're, we think we can win in these districts, so they're a target for us. And there yes. was just a hysteria, just ridiculous nonsense coming out about how the violent rhetoric coming out of her face was so offensive and so horrible. And and maybe she should even be put behind bars because she's a dangerous criminal. I mean, we heard about that for weeks, for months, maybe for years. Might have been a couple of years worth of nonsense out of that. But now the other side... Snoop Dogg can shoot a video where he simulates an assassination of Donald Trump. There's no hysteria at all. The left is like, oh, that was a fake gun. That didn't really, I mean, it's, it didn't really it's happen. Even, he didn't actually shoot Donald Trump. It's not even really Donald Trump. It's an impersonator. <laughs> Who cares if he kills the Donald Trump impersonator? He's <laughs> unbelievable. He's dressed as a clown. I mean, Donald Trump doesn't wear clown makeup. 
Uh, I don't know what you guys are even talking about. I know it's total. The, the standards are not the, the same. The hypocrisy is is mind-boggling. Funny thing, some of the most uh, adoration Donald Trump has ever received in his entire life used to be from the rap industry. They loved the guy. Oh, yeah. He was the guy. Yeah. He was the only person. They seemed to be the only group of people that actually respected Donald Trump for many, many years. Well, he's into bling like they are. Yeah. Like a lot of rap artists. A lot of gold. A lot of gold. A lot of gold. I mean, if... If he was about 20, 25 years younger, I bet he'd had gold teeth in his mouth. I bet he would. And, and those chains around his neck. He'd, mm-hmm. he'd love it. He, he's that kind of person. He yeah. loves this stuff. There was actually a story, I want to say it was 538 or something, that did it a while ago, which was the usage of Donald Trump's name in rap songs. And it was, you know, it had declined over the years, but he was like one of the most, like he was the guy they'd use. Really? Because his name was gold, rich, yeah. I don't care about anybody else. Like I want to be Trump, that I, kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, I want to be Trump. They all, you know, that was, the, that was used a lot in, wow. in, in rap. And of course, over the years, as he, you know, started criticizing Barack Obama, it started to drop off. But yeah. uh, that, was, that was obviously very, very recently. Crazy. Very Here's a look at it. Here's what happened. Oh, boy. Bang. And he shoots him, simulating shooting him in the head, and bang comes out of the gun. I mean, well, it's funny because uh, it only looks like he's assassinating the president of the right. United States, and that's yeah. why it's funny. He's not really he assassinating actually the does president shoot of the him, United though. States. It's interesting how they tie his tie way too long, like he actually does in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's his trademark, favorite, right? That's my favorite part of the video. Your that's tie is supposed to hit you at mid belt. Mid belt. That's what uh, you're saying. It's not it, supposed to go down to your crotch. It is not his trademark. It is just what he did, and then realized it was stupid afterwards, and couldn't. Uh. It could, and he doesn't have the heart to correct it. <laughs> because well, he has corrected to somewhat has as he? a president. Yeah, I have not noticed that. Uh, you know, Snoop Dogg. I, it's kind of hard to figure. I, I had, I thought he was more. I, I don't know, not right wing, but I thought he was more moderate. Uh, you know, really? uh, he's not, apparently. I will say I don't know anything about his politics, other than... I saw him on ESPN a few weeks ago, and he was talking about uh, John Ross. Apparently, he was um, John Ross's coach in Little League football. Oh, really? The guy who ran the 4-2-2? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 4-2-2 from, yeah, I should probably mention, the University of Washington receiver. We're talking about him so much here in the building that I thought, well, you just know that. Um, wide receiver from uh, UW. Uh, and he ran a 4.22 40-yard dash. Fastest, fastest, ever, fastest ever measured. Fastest although, ever measured. Um, they, they think Deion Sanders may have been faster, but no one knows for sure. He might have had a 4.19, they say, which is just incredible to think of. But anyway, he, he apparently was his coach at, uh, in, in the Snoop Dogg League. There's a Snoop Dogg League in Long Beach. And so they were talking to him about mentoring his kids, uh, mentoring these kids, and I guess... Uh, he takes him under his wing, and uh, I guess he's teaching him that kind of stuff. So we got that going for us. Oh, good, America. So yeah, all the kids coming up in Southern California. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be a lot of videos about assassinating uh, assassinating presidents they don't like. It's so funny the arc of an entertainer, though. It's like Snoop Dogg comes on the scene as like gangster rap central. Like right. he doesn't yeah. effing give an f about anything, and then he's coaching little league football. 
just a few years later. <laughs> yeah. We're all like, oh, this is a, what is a nice. And it's funny ironic. because you go from the most offensive person in the world uh, at the beginning. That was his edge. His edge was that mm. he offended every white suburban mother, right? That was, mm-hmm. what he, that was what was scary about him at the time. Now, all those people like go to his shows. Now he's like Main Street. Now there's, you know, 51-year-old women at his concerts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it is weird. It, it was it's what a happens. weird thing. Every rock band that was so hardcore, right. not so hardcore anymore. No. And all those songs, they're just kind of silly. Like the ones that used to be like those things that like caused controversy in 1975, 1980 oh my gosh. are now nothing. Because the, they're adult just, contemporary songs. Yeah, they're they're just, on the soft rock station yeah. now. And, they're, and, they're, and their <laughs> lyrics, they're like, their veiled references to sex are like, so commonplace that they're kitschy and because everyone is now talking about like hardcore pornography references like it's like it, it goes mm-hmm. so fast it must be so hard as an entertainer like that to go through that because you know our our industry i mean the news industry in general you can get away with sticking around this thing forever i mean the like dan rather is still doing interviews and i mean he's like 164 mm-hmm. i mean you could stick around mm-hmm. this industry forever but like when it comes to being cool being in education or in uh, entertainment as far as that goes like, you know, you see these, like, clubs that open, and then they just, cl- you know, like, the, 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 the trendy club from three years ago most likely is not open anymore. You know, it just, it yeah. just comes and it goes, and that must really be fast. hard to do. Uh, Snoop Dogg came on the scene when? As Snoop Doggy Dogg. Remember that? He, I mean, I want to say early 90s. 90s? That's what I would have guessed, I feel like when I was, like, in, like, high school. So with, he's got to be Dre. late 40s by now? Yeah. Maybe 50? Jeffy, do we have an age on Snoop Dogg? Do you know that off the top of your head? 18. It's 18. 18 with his mic off. With his mic off. He's playing into the stereotype and then mistakenly also (laughs) playing into the stereotype. Um, Snoop Dogg, let's see, 1971, so he'd be 46. Yeah, 46. Okay. 45, 46, depending on. Wow. What? Maybe you turn on your microphone. Turn your microphone if you want to talk on the air. You know. Has to be on. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. Another one of our favorites is, uh, other than Snoop Dogg, is uh, Stephen Colbert. We've talked about him many times. Uh, Stu's a big fan. Stu, how many times have you gone to the Stephen Colbert show live? Uh, well, I mean, all together. This is counting. Oh, okay, gosh, wow. Uh, even when we lived in New York. Oh my God, in New York was on too. Comedy Central. Yeah. Gosh, all that goes to times combined. Well, there was the uh, carefully that- now. Uh, Don't forget to carry the, the one. Yep, and including including the, the Inclu- yeah, Daily too, Show too. too? Yes. Gonna, you go back to yes. that day? Oh god. Yes. Uh, zero. Zero times. Huh. But there were I, there, I wanted to go a lot of times. Uh, if I count those up, I mean yeah, count uh, the t- okay. Add those to the times, and then right, it would I mean, be it was zero. Actually, multiply the no. two together, okay, and what yeah. do you have? It doesn't matter. Yeah, zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no matter what you do to those numbers, it comes out. The of times zero. you wanted to go, those dude. right. Not, the times, that's what he's uh, talking about. How about this? The times I would have taken a hundred dollars to go. How about that? I mean, yeah, well, then okay. you're really going right. to get a high number. All right. Someone well, paid me a hundred dollars. Millions or trillions to go. Zero. Zero. Still times. zero. hundred bucks still. a show? Yes. Hmm. I do wow. not care or want to go no, see I Stephen Colbert. I can't stand this guy, but apparently he's number one right now. He's been number one for five weeks. Five weeks mm-hmm. in a row, beating uh, Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. And, and I, he was absolutely getting crushed in the beginning. Yes. I mean, he, he, I think he won the first night he came on because people were curious. What's he going to do? What's he going to be like? He's, only, you know, he's himself now, not doing this character. So let's look at it. And I think he beat him once in the very beginning. And then Fallon has destroyed him ever since. 
until the last five weeks. Yeah, and they're saying basically since the Trump inauguration. Um, Interesting. He's been leading. So they think that's part of it. Although this article from Vulture goes really uh, kind of uh, into the details of it. They have uh, five reasons why he's be, be able to turn it around. Um, he realized he needed to stop being a micromanager. They were saying that when he first started, he was like micromanaging every segment and every little thing that would go on, you know, uh, he would, uh, you know, and that happens a lot with new shows because, and, and we've gone through enough new shows to know this. If you don't micromanage, you lose control of it. If you do micromanage, you're focused on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And it's really a hard balance for people um, to do because mm-hmm. if you, if you're micromanaging everything, you're not focusing on what you're uniquely good at, which is, you know, in this case, nothing. But it, for, for some talent, uh, comedy. Um, and uh, that was the thing with Colbert. Is he, they were saying he was just focused on designs of logos and things that don't matter at all to the actual content of the show when other people could do those things. Right. Um, uh, they started... Uh, but a lot of this, they're, they're chalking up to Trump being in office, right? Yep. Uh, the and convention because pivot. he's so hard on Trump, they're thinking people love that. Yeah, so um, Les Moonves, who you know, runs CBS, uh, said he, the difference between the two, him and Fallon, is Fallon's just silly fun and games where Colbert is social commentary. And people at this point want That's interesting because I, I would very much rather gravitate toward fun than social commentary. I, I, and maybe that's because I'm conservative and he's liberal. Yeah. Um, but I think Fallon is so much more fun to watch. And so he's just a nice guy. And I'd, how, why is it that during the Leno Letterman battle, everybody gravitated to the nice guy, but now they're gravitating towards the a hole? My, my instinct on that one is it's a somewhat <laughs> short lived. Uh, thing in that people are very fired up about Donald Trump. It's new. He's the new president. Mm-hmm. People are, are very focused on every single little well thing be. he does. Um, and just like they were, I mean, there were a lot of people focused on Obama. The problem is that all the late night shows liked Obama, so there's no need for social commentary during those years. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there is because they all hate Trump, um, or at least now they hate him. They used to love him and invite him on all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, they, you know, don't like him now because he's president of the United States and he's a Republican. Um, so even despite the fact that he's implementing some of the things that they would like as policies, I mean, a lot of the things, yeah, I mean, this Obamacare bill or this Trump care bill is just Obamacare light. I mean, they should be very, very happy about that because it could be a total replace. It could be a total repeal and replace. And it looks like that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And they should he, be jumping for joy, and they're not. We talked to Rand Paul earlier today, and, and he pointed out that he doesn't even know if this is better. I've been saying it's an F, and yeah. maybe the new plan is a D+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Obamacare is an F, the new plan is yeah, a D+. He's, plus. Not, sure he's not even sure it's better at all, right? Um, which is kind of interesting. When you look at it, uh, you know, there are, imp- there, there are improvements you could make to it without... Uh, tearing the entire thing down. However, that's what they all ran on, and they should at least try to do it. Like, you know, why not put it up for a vote, a full repeal, and let uh, let the if you can't get fifty votes for it, if Susan Collins bails and somebody else bails, fine. You get uh, you maybe you don't get the the uh, the full repeal, but shouldn't you at least try it with a Republican Congress? The answer is no, because they don't want to be on record voting no. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be on record keeping Obamacare. So they won't even take the chance. You had the 2015 bill already ready. Run it through a vote. See what happens. Run Rand Paul's through a vote. See what happens. Why not? Um, Because in reality, they want these things. They want all this money spent by the government. Um, That's a little off the the Jimmy or the uh, 
Stephen, Stephen Colbert, Colbert thing. Track. But uh, the, one of the big factors of uh, Colbert's comeback has been something completely out of his control. Jimmy Fallon has been bleeding viewers. As 2015 ended, um, Fallon was drawing $4 million a week. On average, he was head of Colbert by one million, so four million to three million. That's a, I mean, huge. You wouldn't think he'd be able to turn that around. Big victory. A year later, at the end of sixteen, <clears throat> Fallon went from four million down to three point four, and Colbert went from three million up to three point three. So the bigger change was Fallon losing viewers rather than wow. uh, Colbert gaining them. Um, now um, uh, Fallon is averaging three point three million viewers. Uh, and uh, Colbert is at three, uh, a little over three million for the year. However, Colbert is showing uh, gains, and uh, what's his face? Uh, Fallon is, is dropping. And of course, over the past five weeks, he's actually been ahead. Fallon is a class act, though. They they asked him about you know what's going on and, and how much he resents Stephen Colbert beating him now. And he said, "Hey, uh, I don't have any problem with Stephen Colbert. I'm a fan of his show." I think that he's a classic guy. It's a guy. different era of yeah, late night shows. These guys all seem to era. generally respect each other, at least a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I, know, I, you know, I don't know about Kimmel as much. Though Kimmel is still the show out of the three that I like the best. Is it? Yeah. I, what about that guy who does the uh, the car karaoke thing? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, James Corden. You like him, too? I, I mean, that bit's I've, okay, I've seen clips of that, but I'd, I've never watched He's more. Show. I think he's more in the Fallon mold. I would is guess. he? Yeah, he's like more like fun, and, and he has fun with celebrities and stuff like that, which is a good model. I mean, I, a lot of people like that. You know, Kimmel's more like, I don't know, he's so sarcastic, and that's the sort of sense of humor I like. It's a tough market. No you shocker got, you got Fallon, Kimmel, Colbert, Cardin, Conan. Is that everybody? But that's, uh, well, there's no. got to be somebody late, late night on... Those are five or six pretty hip, yeah, there's one more. younger there's one style more. guys who are, and in some cases, doing really good things. Like Fallon, some of his, his recorded bits, I think, are great. Yeah. The stuff that he records and does in advance is usually really creative and really good. He's just a little bit, well, he's kind of on the lame side like Leno was. But people used to like that. Maybe they, maybe they don't anymore. Yeah, maybe it's uh, old. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, uh, it's it's an interesting story if you feel like reading. If you like that stuff, I like the late night uh, talk yeah, show too. a little bit. But uh, I do too. there's a new book coming out on Letter- Letterman, by the way, which is supposed to be like not flattering to about the tenth power. Um, apparently, people don't like the guy, and especially people who've worked for him in the past. Not a nice guy. Uh, and if you've seen a picture of him lately, he looks like a cranky old man. I mean, he looks like Father Time. He's grown this scraggly, long, white beard. Have you seen so him? so weird. Yeah. It's just really strange. He's a weird guy. 888-727-BECK. You know, the fact is, your current phone carrier is uh, doing things behind your back that you don't want them to do, I'm guessing. Like spending some of the money that you pay them in your bill every month to donate to uh, the Stephen Colbert's of the world. The mm-hmm. people who... Uh, want to defeat conservatism, to plan parenthood, and you don't want that. No. Yeah, Patriot Mobile, though, that solves this situation because they give you all the things that you get from your your phone company that you have now. Nationwide, talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data. <clears throat> the prices are great, and they, they donate a bunch of your money. I think it's up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. Altruistic, yet practical. Same time. Patriot Mobile will even buy out your current contract with credits up to $500. That'll take care of any of those obnoxious contracts. And you get to keep your phone number and you get great nationwide coverage, all while you support conservative values you believe in. See how this is the best of both worlds? 
I see. Because you're solving a problem that exists now mm-hmm. uh, with your current phone company. Okay. You're getting better service. You're getting better uh, prices. Oh, my gosh. But what about, what about the activation? Thing? I know. That is a big thing. I can't, I, afford, I can't afford the 35 bucks. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> really? No. I can't afford it. 30, 30, uh, that would Shit. be a little bit more believable coming from Jeffy. <laughs> but luckily, Patriot Mobile doesn't care. Even if you're Jeffy, they will waive your $35 activation nice! fee. Nice! Mm-hmm. Jeffy, are you in now? You in? He's in. Thirty-five He's in. bucks. You don't have to it. pay it. Promo code <laughs> patents too. You got to use that promo code. Then if it you get... gets rid of that incredible activation. Well, fee. what if I go and I want to get rid of the activation fee, but I don't use the promo code? Can the, will that work for me? No, it will not. No, thank so you. So you use the activation fee patents. What's too. It, what? Patents do. Patents do. Yeah, patents do. PatriotMobile.com/slash/patents do is the web address to go to, or call one eight hundred a patriot. It's one eight hundred a patriot with the code patents do, or PatriotMobile.com/slash. Patents do. We should get him to change the code to Jeffy Sucks. Mm. We have a bit of a problem, Pat, uh, developing in our lives that we should discuss, um, which is... For a while, Glenn has been telling us on the radio show, Hey, how come you guys always try good foods on Pat Stew? And you, why right. don't we do that on the radio show? Well, first of all, you tell us every time you're <laughs> You always save of- the best stuff for your show. Yeah, which is not true at all. He just doesn't no. do the stuff we ask right. him to do. But if, the other thing is, he's like, Well, why don't you have the good foods over so I can try them? Well, I don't know, because uh, every time you have like a piece of sugar, you almost die. That's at least what we're doing. I feel like every time, you know... Uh, he has some food that's like not... He's in, the, he's in the hospital for the next four weeks. Right, so we would hope we so. were trying not to kill you, but, <laughs> I mean, we don't care about Jeffy. Maybe we shouldn't care about Glenn. Um, so we brought over some food today uh, to, uh, to the uh, other show, and we did a ice cream taste testing. The issue here, though, is now, if we start doing it on radio and Pat and Stu, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm happy. Second of all, I'm 650 pounds. Yeah, yeah I, it I, fast. I had that same thought today. If we're doing double spoons double episodes spoons. every day, I, ooh, I'm not sure that works. Now, I'm today it works, obviously. Yeah. obviously. It does. Obviously I mean, because it's National Pie Day. Sounds National like Pie Day. Yeah. You got to do that. So we have what they call various pies coming in uh, for us to eat for you. Uh, but okay. we'll, we'll try that in a little bit. But first, I want to show you this. This is um, a place called the Bagel Nook, I guess. Um, and, and this is a bagel that lets you have junk food for breakfast, which, I mean, I do anyway. Hmm. But here's another way you can do it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Freehold, New Jersey is the place. The Bagel Nook. Look at that. It's got strawberries, like a whipped cream or something, and then Cheetos in it. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing some donuts. No, those are bagels. They're just boiled. Oh, they're, oh okay. Flaming Hot Cheeto Overload Bagel. Uh, it's The dough is uh, boiled. Making, making some, some new donuts uh, there. That, uh, ta, ta, uh, Dustin Flaming Hot Cheeto Dust. Mm-hmm. Then baked. Oh, my God, that looks good. That really does. Not I think really. that works for me. Yeah. Then sliced. Okay. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm still with you. Okay. Ghost Covered pepper. Wow. Ghost pepper no, cream cheese? Nice and hot. Oh, then Are fl- you oh, yeah. kidding me? Then no, flame hot. Yes. Sandwich together. Yes. No, thank you. I yes. don't oh, think nach- so. Ooh, they also make a nacho Dorito bagel with jalapeno cheddar cream cheese. Look at how much yes. crap they're smearing on that. And Doritos. Wow. Yes, on top. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at this place. More of a sweet tooth? Yes. Uh, try oh, the Oreo, Oreo overload oh. bagel. <laughs> oh, my God. There's five Man. Oreos on top. 
Fruity Pebble Fruity Overload. Uh, so they put pebbles in the cream oh, cheese. Funfetti cream and cheese. And then they slice up fresh cut bananas into it. Oh, strawberries. That look, yeah. I mean, strawberries. That looks delicious. Uh, yes, I want all of that. That one Oreo is bagel, screaming my name. Bagel. Okay, or but uh, that rank hot those. one. Rank those. With ghost cheese. Ghost pepper. Uh, ghost pepper oh, cheese. Uh, no. That's, t- I mean, no. seriously, that's. Can we put the freeze frame of the, the end of that on there with all four bagels? Let's, let's see if we can rank these. Because I think we'd have definitely different takes on this. This would be interesting because oh, no, I, yeah. I would go. Uh, let's see if we can get the, uh, the all four Ghost together. Ghost pepper cream cheese. Oh yeah. I, how would you even eat that? Well, remember though, they, they make it edible. Like for example, Wendy's. Ghost peppers. Isn't that the one, one with of the, the hottest on the ten million scale? Yeah, it's not as hot, hot as million. the uh, Carolina Reaper, I believe, but it's like one of the hottest. Wow. The issue is though, they make it they make it serviceable. I don't know if they're really using ghost peppers or how they come around. Uh, about yeah, they have to make that, that mainstream because right? Wendy's just, had a yeah. had one that was ghost pepper sauce or something, and uh, it's like, well, they I, wouldn't you know, do Red it. Robin has ghost pepper sauce. Like, yeah. I mean, look, I've had it. Millions it's not, of people die in yeah, those it's, restaurants. It's, it's not that. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the four um, right next to each other. I would go if I had to pick. I think I go Nacho Dorito first. Would you really? Then I go like this one right here. No, the the other oh, one, the no, cheesy the one. That one, one over here. Yeah. Then I probably go. I probably go Oreo second. Although I, okay. I'm very tempted by the Cheeto one, but I'm thinking it might be too hot. Then I go Oreo Cheeto. I think I, I finish up with the Pebbles one because the fruity bagel isn't is quite as enticing to me. Pat, I uh, I'm a fan of heat, but that looks too hot for me, especially in the morning. I'm going this uh, strawberry one. Strawberry one first. That looks delicious. Mm-hmm. Then the Oreo. Uh, probably then I might try that one and then that one. Well, that's, see, that's amazing. My one is your four. Yeah. Which is amazing. And yeah. uh, and I will also say that like I am a, you seem to lean towards the sweet side rather yes. than the cheesy side, which yes. that is not, not for me. Jeffy? Now, I know, obviously, number one choice, stack them on top of each other, eat them in a bite. But other than that, where would you go? No, I'm with Pat except for the, uh, you know, the first two are absolutely with Pat. The, I'd yeah. reverse the last two. Would you? So you yeah, have the, the ghost hot one, one last. last. Ghost pepper's yeah. last. So you are a wuss. That's confirmed? Well, he doesn't like any bougie sauce, that's, 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 that's right? Sauce. So <laughs> a hot sauce, you know he's not going to like. But there's not hot sauce. I mean, oh, there's like, too. That's that nasty cream cheese sauce. cream all cheese on all four of them. I like that nasty sauce. Maybe a sauce. Bougie, nasty sauce. <sighs> well, if you want to have some cheese, uh, I would go the Doritos one. Um, but there's other ways to get uh, cheese delivered to you, like, for example, from a 3D printer. Um, what? 3D printed cheese. Uh, yes, Wait, it exists. Uh, the Journal of Food Engineering uh, has shown how 3D printing affects the structure of processed cheese. I, do we have video for this one, or is it just? Uh, I'm sorry, you can't. You can't 3D print. No, you can't sure, 3D print cheese. No, you can't. You can't. Cheese well, everything so, can to be where printed. It's edible? Everything can be printed. Is it edible though? Yeah. Wait, how? Yeah. What? It's, it's just cheese. What do you do? What you're doing when you make something? is mm-hmm. printing it, essentially. When you mix a bunch of things into a batter and you put them down somewhere to make a pancake, for example, you're essentially printing a pancake. You're just doing it through your own process instead of through a machine. I mean, like, there's the, there's the pancake mix and there's the water, and it, would, it combines it and it comes out the little spout and it makes mm-hmm. the little pancake. I don't know, maybe. I mean, we... What am I resisting? Collectivization of manufacture? Institutionalization of the human psyche? I don't know. Maybe. What I do know, though, is that this is a symbol of reversibility that the bagel will never be taken from the face of the earth. And look, I support that. <laughs> Anything to keep the bagel on the, on the face of the earth. But they say that they will be able to uh, alter your cheese using essentially a cheese whiz robot. 
Um, and it wouldn't necessarily make your cheese worse. The researchers didn't taste test huh. their printed material, so we don't know which one was the well, most delicious. Well, why didn't, what's the point? The, How can you, got, you not taste oh, test I'd it? I taste test it. Bring that thing over to Spoons. You can. We'll try that. Oh, Jeffy will eat anything. We need to start a new segment called Will Jeffy Eat It? Yeah, how about <laughs> just... He likes it. Hey, Jeffy. Remember the, the old Mikey. Yeah, the old yeah, the Mikey life, likes it. Yeah. Life cereal. Jeffy life always cereal. likes it. I think we should come up with like things that are borderline you probably shouldn't eat and bring them in and see if Jeffy will eat it. And we can have, maybe the audience yeah. can vote and say, hey, will Jeffy eat this thing? Um, and like then the most people will be like, dog? yes. Well, they're not a dog. I wouldn't insult dogs like that. I'm just saying you would have the opportunity. <laughs> we could call you a test animal. You and know. I think people would need to understand their knowledge of Jeffy and predict whether Jeffy will eat it or not. Yeah. Um, now, most people would say, of course he's going to eat it. But bougie sauce, for example. He's not going to eat bougie sauce. <laughs> right. Whatever that is. I don't you know You bring in is. hollandaise or bernays, he's yeah. not touching oh, it. He's right. not going to do that. Maybe that's he's one of the ones we test the audience touching on. Touching it, yeah. We bring in an <laughs> Eggs Benedict that looks delicious with hollandaise sauce on it. He's not going to touch that. But he'll touch, uh, if you have a, you know, I don't know, a human foot that someone put on the, you know, <laughs> you took out of a dumpster, he'll probably eat that. It dipped in chocolate? There's no problem, probably about it. It's, yeah. it's a certainty. All right, got to play this. Uh, th- this is a video that absolutely turned us around in two minutes and 20 seconds. Absolutely. Uh, we had all said uh, no interest in the Wonder Woman movie. Uh, and then all of a sudden came the Wonder Woman trailer. Take a look. The gods gave us many gifts. One day you'll know them all. Okay. This is where we keep them. I don't think we've ever seen Wonder Woman as a little girl before, have we? Only the fiercest among us even could. Could. And that is not you, Diana. Oh, wait. DC Comics. You will train her harder than any Amazon before her. Five times harder. Ten times harder. Never let your guard down. You expect the battle to be fair. Until she is better than even you. Think about it. Uh-oh. But she must never know the truth. Oh, yeah. About what she is. Now you're in. Now, right. now we're in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in. Nice I'm a big fan of diving, so I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah Captain Kirk. Like How did Captain Kirk wind up there? The world. Huh. Whoever you are, you are in more danger than you think. Be careful, Diana. If no okay, one else will defend the world, then I must. Welcome yes, to please. Jolly old London. It's hideous. Yeah, it's not for everybody. <laughs> Sit back. Or maybe not. Is there anything else you want to show me? This June, Wonder Woman witness the future. Why does Wonder Woman have to be dependent on a man? Diana of Themyscira, daughter of Hippolyta. In the name of all that is good, your wrath upon this world is ah. over. I'm in. I mean, I'm all in. It seems to me to be every thing. other superhero yes, movie, but I don't care. I think it I'm looks all good. In. I, you like uh, them, apart though. from the aesthetically pleasing lead actress. Uh, it looks decent. It's, yeah. it's an interesting looking story. And I, again, I've never seen. 
Wonder Woman portrayed. Is that the actual story? Do we know? Must be, right? Is that the comic book tale that she started as this little girl trained to be an Amazon? I don't know, Pat. I, I, I don't know either. I just remember uh, when I was a kid, I, I think my grandfather had a Wonder Woman poster. Of the old, like, your grandfather, yeah, <laughs> really, it was in like his work with the workbench area. Was it what's her face, uh, Carter? Uh, that used Linda to, Carter, Linda yeah. Carter, and it was like the uh, like I just remember <laughs> like, the first girl I think I ever saw in like a bathing suit uh, that was supposed to be sexy. <laughs> I mean, she this this new Wonder Woman makes Linda Carter look like Jeffy. Uh, so, um, again, I'm in, poor I'm Linda in. Carter. Uh, Linda Carter <laughs> never looked this good. <laughs> No, uh, no, I, uh, I, okay, well, I'm going to have to disagree. You uh, keep deluding yourself, my friend. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents too is on the way. Uh, Fact what? is, it's inevitable. Oh, Spoons Am is I next. Right? Pi Day, 3.14. Oh, baby. It's time. It's time. Spoons. Ah, there we go. It's a national uh, pie yes. day. Now... Uh, pie, uh, pie because know, it's it's March fourteenth, uh, right. which makes three point one four. Right now, Super Pie Day happened two years ago. That was three point one four one five, two thousand fifteen, um, and it's the uh, geeky number that helps you with what is it the cir- the area of a circle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't care about that. However, I will say that a lot of I'm these things of- are popping up now. Uh, you have uh, Star Wars Day, which is May the fourth, because May the fourth be with you, May the fourth. Ah, and the new one I saw this year for the first time, Mario Day. You know Mario from Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Uh, March 10th, M-A-R-1-0, Mario Day. Cute. Uh, That's how they're doing 420, so, uh, smoke pot day. What? You know, it's a good it's a that day. It's a different standard. Why oh, are you licking your fork? I'm Why? just preparing. You're preparing your fork? You've already eaten some of the pie, haven't yeah, you? You, you did. bastard. Here we go. Two kinds of pies. We have a lemon meringue. Should we start there? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Because this one's... A, lemon meringue None of us before. have ever tried lemon meringue before. This is an incredible oh experiment. Now, this is another thing. This is what I'm talking about. This is just us eating pie. There's yeah. no taste testing going no. on here. This is just us eating pie. I've never tasted anything made with lemons and meringue and crust before. Mm. Mm. Now, it's frozen. As I told you yesterday, mm. huge into lemon right now. Mm. Oh, God. That's really good. Oh, yeah. I also like meringue if it's made properly. It's just ed- egg white and sugar, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Not all meringue is. And then uh, the bottom of it is, is a lemony, and it's, it's quite good. Yeah, a little bit frozen still. Yep. The crust is uh, like, I'm a big fan of the like that crumb crust. Do they have like an apple crumb yeah, pies? Me too. Sometimes a regular pie crust is a little, like I, I'd rather have a graham crust, for example, on a pie mm-hmm. than the normal pie this crust. Sometimes get too hard. Yeah. So I mean, that's a, it's a good pie. Uh, I think we got it at a grocery store. Again, like if we went to a specialty pie shop, there'd be a reason to say, "Hey, here's our answer." <laughs> right. They just wanted us to eat pies because they think that we're too thin, and I understand that we're in really good shape. Yeah. Our body fat percentages are low. <laughs> you, you think we might not be healthy, right? Um, because we just we just don't have enough weight. Yeah, but right. We're like a stiff wind would blow us down the street. Oh my gosh. Now um, let's try the buttermilk pie. All right, this is. I don't. I've never tried buttermilk pie or buttermilk. Really, buttermilk hey, pie. That's <laughs> delicious. Yeah. I think now I think you guys may have tried it from. I don't remember trying it, but uh, Empire pie. I'm told we did, but this this is really good. Okay, I'm gonna try buttermilk this. pie. I've never heard of buttermilk pie, but it's good. Do you like it? Mm. Not as good as a lemon. Kind of sweet. Yeah. It's not good bad. Good to eat. That's really good. I like custard almost. Mm-hmm. Quite good. I would eat both of these and, and will um, during the commercial break. I'm going to give the buttermilk pie 
a uh, 17. What? Wow. And wow. The, Wait a minute. That's like the highest number you've ever given anything. I think so. And the uh, lemon pie a 17 as well. I love Holy it. crap. Wow. There's somebody celebrating National Thank Pie you. Day. Good night. Uh, back with more in a second. As we finish off our pies on National Pie Day, uh, 3.14 day, uh, we're also discussing Tony Romo's role with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and Because uh, it looks like the Cowboys are going to keep him now and try to get something uh, for him. Yeah. Uh, uh, that sucks. Why? Let him go. Let him go. Let him be a free agent. Let him go to the Texans. And let's call it Well, a day. you want it because you want him on the Texans. I do. And now, I, I, my- I don't think he deserves to languish behind... Uh, a second-year guy uh, for the rest of his career. That, that no, would be he's a under contract to, to do his... it. Uh, if they want him to do, if they want to pay him, I mean, they want to pay him, then you keep him. No, like I want him on the Texans too. I want him off of the Cowboys because mm-hmm. if Dak comes in and sucks, I'm going to be celebrating with, no, and they're going to have no back. And, and that that's could happen. what could happen. Yeah. And just Romo Look could at step on in. You got uh, RG3, mm-hmm. who had one good year, really. Yep. You have uh, uh, Nick Foles, who just Nick Foles. came back to the Eagles. Had You've one got great Matt year. Castle, who had one year and then pretty much gone. Happens all the freaking Happens time. Happens a lot. Uh, Mark Rippian, back in the day. Oh, Mark uh, Rippian. For the Redskins. <laughs> it, dynamic. Doug Williams had an unbelievable year for the Redskins, too, and then was nowhere. These guys come and go. Uh... Are you still eating? You know, uh... Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, all right. We, we got to get to a... No, go ahead. I think Don't let me bother you. Glenn segment. Here's segment. Some. Think tank. Glenn. I'm sorry. Right now. Sorry for what's happening. So uh, there's a Times in the there's a story in the Times this morning about uh, Donald Trump's transition, and it kind of piggybacks off the deep state story. So the criticism is uh, there's a government within the government that's uh, hindering Trump. Well, the thing is, the president has the ability to appoint most of the people who fill out these top positions. Uh, and Donald Trump is historically really behind right now. He still has 500 vital posts that don't even have nominations yet. So these are the second and third tier deputy secretaries. I have to tell you, I think this comes from, you know, this is what I asked Ted Cruz when he was, you know, still had a chance. And I said, you know, I, I remember when uh, the stimulus bill came through, and I remember it sitting on the kitchen table in our studios in New York, and it was this big. And my first question to my staff that morning when they brought it in, I said, who wrote this? We're two months in. Who wrote this? This has been worked on for months. I asked Ted, are you... Putting a team together now is somebody working now on the agenda for the first two months and really doing that? He said, absolutely. I don't think that Donald Trump expected to win. So I think that this is just... Behind, they're catching up. Right. He didn't expect to win, so I don't need to have this list of all... And he's just playing catch-up. Either that or they're really incompetent, which I don't think they are. Some of these positions in like, like, 
I'm, I'm trying to tie because it's, it seems like it's taking forever to get his entire cabinet. Well, actually nominated. But that, that's so that's the mistake. That. It's not that Democrats are holding these up. They, they don't even have nominations. Mm-hmm. They haven't even named anybody to the post yet. But they're not all total vacancies, right? I mean, yeah. some so, of them a lo- are... so a lot of these are being filled by holdovers right now. Yeah. So that, uh, the, the problem is a lot of these federal workers are reporting to people that they know are not going to be there in like a month or two. Or which, which makes the the firing of all of the attorneys more puzzling. Right. If it's working, why would you? And it, it makes me, mm-hmm. it makes me question Steve Bannon because he likes instability, he likes chaos. Why would you fire forty people who are doing their job when you still don't even have a nomination for these five hundred? Why chase these guys out too? Now you got five forty, and everything just stops. Doesn't you think make sense. Donald Trump just underestimated maybe it's not that he didn't think that he was going to win do you think he's the type of personality and the type of ceo that says okay well it's not going to take that long or it's not going to be that hard just because he underestimates the actual job he might have even underestimated the actual job of the presidency um i I think think we're kind of seeing that a little bit and so i I don't know if the vacancies or you know him not nominating all of those all, all those positions yet necessarily means that he didn't that he didn't think he was going to win, just that he didn't know what it takes to actually get the job done and fill all those vacancies. Well, I mean, we also we know they didn't think they were going to win because yeah. I remember leading right. up to that election night coverage, Kelly and Conway and all the pundits they started being like, "Well, you know, if the RNC would have helped us more, I think we'd be." You know, <laughs> they started making those excuses building that's up. That's true. That's true. They're, they're, I know somebody who's in the room with him yeah. when he got the call at five o'clock in the they're afternoon surprised. that it looked like, yeah, and they were shocked. Yeah. They were shocked. And ironically, we heard Hillary's team actually knew what was going on like a week yes. or so ahead of time. Yes. Which shows her machine had been it was much better. They know how to read the polls and everything. Can, but we, can we talk a little bit about, because I think you and JP have a different view than I do on Samantha B and this, quote, cancer victim joke. Yes. So, so look, may I explain what the joke was or how this worked first? Um, it was a report on uh, CPAC. It was done by a reporter or correspondent. Uh, it was on her show. The correspondent said, and look, all of the boy, the uh, weird uh, uh, Ted, Ted Cruz, no, Ted Cruz bow ties this year have been re, uh, replaced with um, Hitler haircuts or Nazi haircuts. Here's one, here's one, and here's one. And that was it shows three people in those kinds of haircuts, which are, come on, they're Nazi haircuts. That's, I mean, that's the way, if you were gonna buy one, you'd, you had to describe it. I want one, you know, like, like they wore in the 30s in Germany, you know, the, I mean, how are you explaining that? It's a Hitler haircut. Some anyway. just say high and tight, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't go to sports, so that's an ask for yeah, the Nazi. Right, <laughs> so anyway, um, she had no idea, neither did the reporter, that, he, that one of them had cancer and was going in, and had just either just gone in or was going in for his first uh, chemo treatment the next day. The sister, Right, says my brother has chemo. Thanks, or had chemo. Thanks a lot. Everybody pounds her t- into a pulp. You think they were right to do that? I don't think they are right to pound her. I think Samantha B. Obviously, had no idea that he was a cancer patient, and she shouldn't have hen- had any idea. I right. think she issued an apology, which is what she should have. Um, her team. She personally reached out to him. And he her didn't. team donated a thousand dollars to his yep. GoFundMe, and so. All of that, no, I don't have a problem with. What I think is interesting is 
kind of a broader discussion about comedians and the lines that they should or shouldn't cross when it comes to the looks of private citizens. That's what I was about to say. I don't think it should be fair game. Not just that, like this is, I mean, I know you just said the Nazi haircut, but these are, you don't joke about Nazis. I don't care what Mel Brooks said. I don't care about any of that. These are, this is not something to joke about. These are So you would say that we should not be able to make the producers? Yeah, I don't, like that, that would be a great point because we are making fun of something of, they killed millions of people. Right, I get that, but now that's a difference between shaming and, not, and saying so you can't you make shame, that. Will you shame a Muslim to go see, you know, a, you know maybe, maybe we're making fun of the hijabs? Is this, do you think that's right? Because of look, how I, they look or because of how they're, these kids. I personally to, don't take comedy. I don't take my news from comedy. Did we so, think this was actually funny though? Um, if you're from the other side, yeah, I, I think but so. How, but think how do it, we look at it? I think it, half the that's the problem. There's the problem, is that we have so separated ourselves that comedy shows are only angling for one side or the other. Where a good comedy show, The Simpsons, the reason why The Simpsons is so successful is they'll joke about Nazis, but they'll also, you know, uh, slam the other side just as hard. They'll call the other side Nazis in the very next break. Right, here's the thing, like, I think the problem is is that we're, we're saying that this is okay f for people to do by saying, hey, you know what, I know it's tough. I know you didn't know about it, even though you're executive producer. Like, you need to know what's going on in your show. And so for me, it's saying, you know, George Washington said, religion and morality are the essential pillars of civil society. How is that bringing people and unifying? No, it's not. Well, I don't think that's necessarily, I don't think, I definitely don't think that was her goal is to unify. It was obviously no. to polarize exactly what you were saying. But I also think it's their prerogative. If they want to make someone, make a fun private of citizen, looks, a private right. citizen. I mean, but that's kind of, that's kind of their job. Matter, that's what they do. I think they do. Obviously, it's their prerogative. They have a right to free speech. It's their show. They can do with it what they want. I think it's a question of, should they? I mean, anyone can. Anyone all we're can... doing is creating a more sensitive society with this stuff. It may not be nice to do, but Nazis. safe spaces. If it was safe, your kid, on, safe spaces just make people more sensitive. Okay, first of all, don't, don't, this is a straw man argument to say if it's your kid. But it, what, in America, it, no. In America, we do not have sentencing done by the victim or their family because you're emotional about it. Emotion should not play a role in this. By the way, I'd be morally, fine with it for my kid. Morally, this is not the right thing to do. If yeah. morally, if we were going to be moral, then you would have a comedy show that would run about three Studio minutes. Studio C is a great example. Studio C is a great example. There's one trying to do it right. There's one that's also trying to get out of their little teeny box and have the world see. Look at the, I don't ever want to get into the comedy police. For instance, was it nice for Colin, um, uh, Colin, uh, what was his name? He was on with me this morning. Um, I can't remember his last name. He got in trouble on Friday because he tweeted on a day without woman day, a women day, ah, oh, peace and quiet. <laughs> now the left went crazy on him. I stood up for him. I stood up for the Nazi thing. Can we call off the comedy police? Laugh at ourselves first is the key. And, and if give you give people the benefit of the doubt. And if you don't way. if you don't like it, then don't watch it. I it's don't, why I don't watch Sam B. But it's condoning. It's condoning it by saying 
Like we as a moral people, as Christians, as as Americans, we should want something that's more unifying. So you why don't can't watch. So, cha- no, so yeah, you don't watch. But comedy challenge. is always going to be divisive, especially political comedy. But I just think that there are certain lines that we need to discuss. For example, everybody is under the same understanding that criticizing the kids of presidents are off limits. My question is, should we have a discussion about the appearance appearances of private mm-hmm. in, individuals? Not and in you this tell me should... about all of the pictures that that. Um, go on Facebook that are circulated globally on people we don't know if they're celebrities. We don't know who they. We don't know who they. All are. the memes, right? 